0: Life Audio. Hi, listeners. We're jumping into the Your Daily Prayer feed today with a bonus episode. If you didn't know, Your Daily Prayer isn't the only Life Audio show on prayer. We also have a show called Teach Us to Pray, hosted by writer and speaker Christina Patterson. In the show, Christina walks us through the fundamentals of prayer and gives us practical, simple tips for growing in our prayer life. Because we know you're a fan of prayer, we're dropping her episode on how to overcome spiritual warfare into the podcast today. If you like it, be sure to go into your podcast app and search for Teach Us to Pray, and then hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Okay, here's the show. Teach Us to Pray is brought to you by Life Audio and is a part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome back friend, you are listening to the teach us to pray podcast, where we teach believers practical and real life tips on how to grow your faith and relationship with God through the power of prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the teach us to pray podcast and founder of beloved women, where we encourage, equip and empower women in the love of Jesus Christ and the truth of God's word. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I've been experiencing over the past 12 months, and that is spiritual warfare. You know, when we first become believers and accept Jesus Christ into our heart, it's easy to want to accept this fairy tale idea of what it means to walk with Christ, that everything's going to go great because we are doing what he wants us to do Everything's going to go our way and we will face no trouble or hardship. Now, if you've known the Lord for more than an hour, (laughs) I'm sure that you can agree with me that it's just not true. Jesus tells us that he came to give us peace in this world, but we would still have trouble. We still live in a fallen world. And if I'm honest with you, when we become children of God, his enemy becomes ours and we have a target on our back. The devil is out to steal, kill, and destroy us. Now, I know that sounds like a gloomy (laughs) start to the podcast, but I want to give you that truth And follow it up with an even better, more encouraging truth. That the victory that we need to overcome any spiritual attack on our lives. Is already given to us through Jesus Christ. We are fighting a battle that has already been won. James 4 tells us that if we resist the devil, he will flee. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 tells us that we already have victory through Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 through 5 reminds us that we have the power to destroy and demolish strongholds. I love this quote from Jesus in Luke 10, 17 when he says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. And to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. I've shared with you that I've experienced some pretty intense spiritual warfare recently. And through all of that, I can tell you that God used it to strengthen me. And more importantly, help me understand and realize the authority that I have in Christ to combat any Plan or scheme that the enemy has come against me with. And not only that, but that God is with me, fighting for me. And the same is true for you. God's with you and he is fighting for you, but he's also giving you every spiritual weapon that you need. We don't have to be afraid of spiritual warfare. In fact, it's the enemy that should be afraid of the authority and power that Christ has given us, that lives in us as believers. During this season of spiritual warfare, I spent a lot of time praying, which is what we're going to talk about today, how to pray to overcome spiritual warfare, and and why prayer helps us to overcome spiritual warfare. But one of the things that God reminded me was that a lot of the things that I feared was the complete opposite of what the enemy feared. I feared not being healed. I feared the worst possible scenario happening. I feared God not being with me or abandoning me or just worried about any and everything. And God showed me, you know, the enemy doesn't fear those things. The enemy fears that we'll find our healing in God. The enemy fears that we will overcome this attack and we'll help others overcome As well, the enemy fears that we'll actually realize our identity as children of God and take hold of that and boldly proclaim his truth. And I was reminded you know, maybe I need to start thinking like my enemy. Maybe I need to start seeing the potential and power and authority that God has given me to overcome spiritual warfare because the enemy knows. Shouldn't I? (music) Ephesians 6 shares that when we put on the armor of God, we will have power to stand against the schemes of the devil. And I have an entire Bible study in the Beloved Women app. You can download it in the Apple or Google Play stores. But I have a Bible study there called... Stand firm. And it walks you through how to put on each piece of armor in Ephesians 6, starting at verse 10, each armor of God, so that you can stand against the schemes of the enemy, so that you can overcome spiritual warfare and find victory in Christ that is rightfully yours, I might add. But after we put on the armor of God, we are then called To pray. In Ephesians 6, verses 18 and 20, the Apostle Paul concludes his teaching on putting on the armor of God with these words He says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Again, that was Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18 through 20, right after The Apostle Paul describes how we're supposed to put on the armor of God. There's a common theme here. I don't know if you picked it up, but it's prayer. Pray in the spirit. Pray on all occasions. Pray with all kinds of prayers. Pray with all kinds of requests. Pray for me. Pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Pray that the gospel may be declared fearlessly. Pray, pray pray. We cannot leave prayer out of our battle against spiritual warfare. We are called to pray on all occasions and to keep on praying. So why this emphasis on prayer when it comes to spiritual warfare? Because prayer is one of our greatest paths to victory. And today I want to share with you Seven reasons why. How we can overcome spiritual warfare with prayer. And why prayer is so important during spiritual attack. First, prayer keeps our connection to God. Our source and our strength. Now, when it comes to an actual military strategy. When you have two forces fighting against each other. One of the first things your enemy wants to do is break lines of communication. They don't want you to communicate with your team. They don't want you to communicate with your allies, with the people that are on your side, because if they can cut communication, they can put you in isolation. And when you are isolated, you're more vulnerable. Your enemy does not want you to pray. So he will distract you with busyness. He will discourage you to think that God doesn't hear. He will try to make you think God doesn't care that your issue is too big for God or that is too small for God. And our call in these seasons is to keep praying anyway. Keep those lines of communication open because God is your source of strength and power during these times. Don't let the enemy Cut your power source, your power line by stopping praying. But instead, keep on praying. Keep that connection to God alive so that you can hear from him, so that you can get strategy from him, so that you can get encouragement from him that you will need to overcome spiritual warfare. Second, prayer reminds us that we are not alone. As I shared before, the enemy wants to isolate you because he knows that we're most vulnerable when we're alone. But here's the truth. We're never alone. And prayer is a constant and real reminder of that truth that God is always with us. When we are praying, who are we praying to? We're praying to God. So our minds are always thinking on the fact that God is with me. He hears me. He's for me. I have someone that I can take my issues to that can do more with them than I possibly can. And prayer reminds us of that, that God's with us and that we're never alone. God did not call us to be alone. He knew that we needed to be in relationship with him. And we cultivate that relationship through prayer so that we won't be vulnerable four, attack. Third, prayer helps us to be still. As I was going through a season of spiritual attack, I woke up one morning and God placed this message in my spirit. That is this, rest is spiritual warfare. Sometimes when we're under attack, we want to solve all the problems. We want to find solutions to all the circumstances. We want to do the thing. We want to do something. And sometimes, (laughs) a lot of times, God is saying, just be still. When we pray, we calm our minds and our souls. And we give ourselves an opportunity to be still before God. Before we go tell a friend before we go try to figure it out, before we go to our bank account, before we go to social media or Google to try to figure it out, when we stop to pray, we allow our souls the space to be still, to surrender to God and let him fight our battles for us. In Exodus fourteen fourteen, when the Israelites were facing a Red Sea before them, an Egyptian army behind them, <laughs> God said to them, the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. How hard is that in our society today to be still? We have phones and we're so connected to everyone else and everything and everyone has a connection to us and can access us. But it's when we access God through prayer that we can be still And let him do what we cannot. The enemy is not afraid of what you can do. But he's afraid of what your father can do through you. When he knocks on the door, be sure that God is the one who answers. I'm reminded in 2 Corinthians 12.10 that it's in our weakness That God is strong. The verse says, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Prayer helps us to exchange our weakness for God's strength. Fourth, prayer helps us to be strategic in our fight. I shared this in our last episode about how to pray without ceasing. And that is the fact that we can pray about everything and we should. We have the opportunity when we're under spiritual attack to get very specific down to the minute, down to the molecule, down to the cell to ask God and present to him what we need from him. And it reminds us that We have help and we're not alone. A few days ago, actually, I was really anxious about an issue that I was facing. And it was presented to me in a way that was just matter of fact. This is just, this just is what it is. We're we're just gonna have to deal with it. And I remember feeling really discouraged by it. And I had been working with the Lord about being still. (laughs) So I took a nap. And when I woke up from the nap, I was talking to God about feeling really discouraged about the situation. And the Lord placed it on my heart. He said, well, then pray about it. And so I did. And I felt so much better, even though, even though my prayer wasn't answered. Just knowing that I could give him that concern. Sometimes when we face spiritual battles, we look at the battle like it just is what it is. It's always going to be what it's going to be. This is the prognosis. There's nothing that can be to change it. But God tells us to pray about everything. And he's a miracle worker. He is a healer. He can bring things in the dark into the light. He can breathe new life into dead situations. He can do anything. And so we should pray to him about every thing. And that's why I love that when it comes to spiritual warfare, be specific and be strategic about how you pray. James five sixteen says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. We can be strategic and specific when we pray because prayer works. Number five, prayer builds our spiritual muscle. Here's the thing about growing mature in our relationship with God. It's not about becoming more independent of God. Spiritual maturity is marked by becoming more dependent on Him. When we think about physical growth, we think about growing bigger, right? And and growing up and being able to do things on our own. But spiritual maturity is quite the opposite. Spiritual maturity requires leaning less on ourselves and more on God. And there's no better way to do that through the power of prayer. Number six, prayer gives us spiritual vision. It helps us to cultivate a perspective about our fight or the battle that we are in so that we don't become discouraged or dismayed. In Joshua 1 9, God tells Joshua, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Listen, discouragement is real when it comes to spiritual warfare. The enemy knows that if he can just discourage you, then he doesn't necessarily have to Take away your power or your health or your resources. He just has to get you to think that you can't do it. He just has to get you to think that it won't work out. But God is saying, no, be strong and be courageous. And when we pray to God, we can open up our eyes that are blinded by fear and we can start to see things clearly. Prayer gives us eyes to see things from God's perspective. And know that not all hope is lost. Number seven, and finally, prayer helps us to overcome doubt. I was reading this morning about John the Baptist and how he was proclaiming the way of Jesus, that Jesus the Messiah was coming. This was his calling in life. And he was doing this until he was imprisoned. And he's in prison and he starts to doubt if Jesus really is the Messiah. In Matthew 11, verse 3, he sends word to Jesus and he asks this question Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? It's so interesting how it's. In our dark seasons, the enemy will attack us with doubt. He'll, he'll get us to question, is, is God really real? Does he really care about you? Does he really forgive you? Is he really going to help you with this situation? And it's hard to see clearly because we're just bombarded with hardship and persecution and struggles and accusations. So we start to doubt. But what I love about John the Baptist Even though he was tempted to doubt in his dark season, as all of us are, he knew where to take his doubt. And he simply asked Jesus, Are you the one? That simple prayer, that simple communication to God in your dark season can truly lift you up into the light. Jesus graciously answered, John, you know, sometimes when we're doing the right thing, But then bad things still happen. We really start to doubt. And God is right alongside us saying, don't let this dark season cause you to doubt. Remember the truth that I shared with you in the light. Because here's the thing. The truth doesn't change. The truth that God loves you, that he's with you, that he's fervently fighting for you, even when it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't matter if times are good or bad. That truth always stands. When we take time to pray, when we take time to enter the presence of God, we're reminded of that truth. The enemy has a scheme. We learn that in Ephesians 6, the Apostle Paul tells us to put on the armor of God so that we can overcome the scheme of the enemy. But God has a plan. And his plan is always better than any scheme of the enemy. When the enemy attacks, God has given us the best counterattack, and that's prayer, our connection to him that gives us spiritual vision, that helps us to overcome doubt, that helps us to be strategic in our fight, that helps us to be still and let him fight for us and remind ourselves that we are not alone. Isaiah 59, verse 19 says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. There is no attack that the enemy can throw your way that God cannot give you the power to overcome. And one of the greatest ways that we access that power is through prayer. Whatever you're facing today, No matter how weak you feel, even if all you can do is say, Jesus, help me today. I want to encourage you to keep praying and don't stop. It is my hope that today's episode has provided you with insight and helpful tips on how we can pray. We have so much more to talk about when it comes to prayer. So I hope that if you were encouraged by today's episode, you will share it with a friend and subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, where we will continue to learn how, just like breathing, prayer can become a natural, consistent, and life-giving part of our everyday lives. Until then, be sure to connect with me at BelovedWomen.org and check out the show notes to download my free five-day prayer guide. I also want to invite you to study the Bible with me by downloading the Beloved Women app available in the Apple and Google Play stores. Thank you so much for taking time to listen today. God bless you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Teach Us to Pray is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, Would you take a minute and leave us a review in your podcast app? It really does help more people like you find the podcast. To hear more from Christina Patterson, be sure to check out her fantastic site, BelovedWomen.org. A special thanks to Kelly Givens, Stephen Sanders, and Stephen McGarvey for their production and editing on this episode. You can find more podcasts like this over at LifeAudio.com.